Heidi Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can subscribe for free at iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. You can also catch my podcast at HeidiHarris.com. I post them at Twitter and Facebook, Heidi Harris Show, and Twitter, Heidi Harris Show. But subscribe for free to iTunes, Heidi Harris Show. You can also catch my live radio broadcast Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 670 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas. So you can't get away from me even if you want to. Okay, I'm going to say something that is insensitive to some folks, and that's too bad because <laughs> it's the truth. As you know, there are several fires burning in California at the moment, one especially big one that I've been following pretty closely. It's burned nearly, at this moment, 90,000 acres. It's hard to believe, isn't it? And there are about eight people dead last count, including some firefighters, including a grandmother and two children. And it's just devastating. It really is. I can't even imagine what it's like to have to evacuate your house and hope that A, someone doesn't loot it if it doesn't burn down, or B, it doesn't burn down and you don't lose everything. My husband and I were having a conversation about this over the weekend, and we said, okay, if we had you know, 20 minutes to leave the house, what would we grab? And we kind of, both of us rattled off a couple of things. Honestly, to tell you the truth, everything I really, really, really care about in this world, I could probably put in my car if I had to. I, you know, other things I'd probably miss, but bottom line, most of the stuff that I really, really care about, I could put in my car. The rest of the stuff's just crap, to be honest with you. Even though it's sentimental to me, it's still junk. But the problem is, whenever you have situations like this fire, any kind of natural disaster, fire, hurricane, floods, whatever, people are people. Some people are smart. Some people are not. Some people are resourceful. Some people will sit there on their hands waiting for someone else to come and help them. We saw that in New Orleans, you know, the old joke about the guy sitting on the roof, you know, when two rowboats come by and he keeps saying, well, Jesus will save me. And finally, you know, he turns down the helicopter and finally he drowns and he gets to heaven and he said, well, I thought you were going to save me. And God said, hey, I sent you two rowboats and a helicopter. What else did you want? Now, seriously, there are a lot of folks who just aren't resourceful. They're just not smart. My mother has been through this three times because she lives in Southern California in an area that has a tendency to burn on occasion. And three times she's had to be completely packed, ready to go. My mother's not in the best of health. Her husband's one of those kind of guys that will spend two weeks packing a car to go camping. He's very anal that way. But I'm going to tell you something. Every time they've been in that situation, he has had that car fully packed with everything they need, pet supplies, medications, everything they need, completely ready to go the minute it gets to the point where they're going to have to pull out of the driveway. So this is what resourceful people do. And in the case of this grandmother or great-grandmother and these little kids, I don't know what happened. All I've heard so far is that she was waiting for her husband to get home. And I don't know if she didn't have a car. I don't really know. Of course you'd want to stay together in a situation like that. But if you're getting to the point where the fire's that close, if it were me, I would run across the street to some other people and I would say, take my grandkids down the road at least, put them in your car, do something, get them out of the house, call your husband, say, I'll meet you at the bottom of the hill, we're going to have to go in separate cars, something. You don't sit there and wait and try to figure it out, and three people died. You didn't see anybody else in that neighborhood die. Why? Because they got out. And I'm not trying to pick on a dead woman, but the fact of the matter is she waited too long. That's the bottom line. And a lot of people in a disaster wait too long. They sit there and they're waiting for instructions. They think that the police or the fire department's supposed to come knock on your door. No. If the fire department is knocking on your door, you don't have enough time to make smart decisions. 
If you get ready hours earlier, even an hour earlier, 30 minutes earlier, if you take some time to think about what you need, you have a lot better shot at actually getting the things you have to have. But how many times have we heard cases of people who literally ran out the door with nothing but the clothes on their backs because the fire department was banging on their door because the wind shifted? I understand people want to stay. I get it. They want to try to fight the fire. Sometimes they have some hose or something. They think they can fight it. Other times they're worried about their crap. They don't want somebody to loot their house. And they're going to, you know, they've been through this before or whatnot. Okay, well, then don't come crying if you die. And the problem is this woman and her great-grandchildren who died in the fire, a lot of countless hours were spent talking about this. The media was talking about this. They were trying to find them, and ultimately they did find them dead. That's manpower. That's time spent looking for dead people who didn't have to be dead had they left in time. That's all I'm saying. So when it comes right down to it, you are the first responder. You are it. There's a book that I just ordered, as a matter of fact, came out about 10 years ago, and I recently heard about it, and it's called The Unthinkable, and it's written by a woman who used to write or still does write for Time Magazine, and she wondered why it is that some people survive various disasters, and I'm going to read the book, and then I'll do another podcast on this. But one of the things that she discovered and one of the things she said in the book was the same thing I just said. You are the first responder. And she interviewed people who survived plane crashes, hurricanes, 9-11, all kinds of things. And bottom line, the resourceful people are going to make it just like the resourceful people are going to make it in life. And when I was a kid, and if you're a longtime listener of The Heidi Harris Show, you know this about me. When I was a kid, the movie The Poseidon Adventure came out. You go ahead and laugh all you want to. That movie had a profound impact on me and a lot of other people. A couple of years ago, I actually stumbled across somebody who'd written an article about the Christian themes that run through The Poseidon Adventure. It wasn't intended to be a Christian movie, and I wasn't a Christian when I saw it the first time. But I'm the kind of person where if there's a possibility of getting out, I'm going to get out. I'm going to try to get out. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be successful. I'm not going to stay with a purser. I'm going to give it the old college try, regardless of what it is. And it was interesting. I posted something on the Heidi Harris Show Facebook page the other day, and I had a picture of the Poseidon folks and a picture of the fire, and I kind of made that analogy. And somebody said, wow, great reference to the Poseidon adventure. And this particular listener said, you know, I was about eight years old when that came out, and it had a profound effect on me, too. This is the kind of thing that a lot of people look at. It's not just about a disaster. We all saw an earthquake and uh, airport and all these different movies that came out. But the Poseidon Adventure really, really had that impact on me and a lot of other folks because you're going to try. You might die trying, but at least you're going to try. This particular woman who wrote this book, about survivors, talked to a man who'd survived a plane crash. He was one of very few people who survived a plane crash in the 70s. And he said when the plane hit the tarmac, most experts will tell you that you have about 90 seconds to get out of the plane before it catches on fire if you survive impact. They hit the tarmac, and he said there were people just sitting in their seats, just sitting there, not doing anything, not trying to move. And he kicked a window open, got his wife out of there, and they survived it. Some people are paralyzed by fear. Some people don't know what to do. Some people are waiting around for instructions. You have to understand, in an emergency, you're not going to get instructions. In a fire situation like this, the firefighters have a job to do. That's to put the fire out. Your family, your pets, your possessions, your whatever, that's your responsibility. You are the first responder. You're the person who's going to ultimately be there first to take care of what actually has to go on. 
And so to wait around and blame the firefighters or waste their resources looking for you because you didn't do what you were supposed to do. And there were reports that apparently the woman had some kind of flip phone and wasn't very technologically advanced or whatever. And they said that they did a reverse dial and they warned people, I don't, you know what, I don't need you to come knock on my door. If I can see it and I can, and it, she was talking on the phone to her husband and telling him how close the fire was, get the hell out of the house. Tell him, honey, I have to go now. I can't wait for you. I'll meet you at the Holiday Inn in Reading or whatever. But you don't stand around and wait and hope your husband can get home. What do you think? The fire is going to wait for him to arrive? And the husband, of course, was stuck in traffic. And that's another thing that people don't think about. When they wait too long to leave, and I've gotten on my mother about this too a couple of times because she lives in a mountainous area, and I've gotten on her and her husband and say, hey, you guys, there's a one-lane road coming in and out. You've got to make sure you get out in time. The problem is if you wait too long, you're stuck in a backlog. You could be stuck in traffic for hours. You could be fried in your car, which has happened in some major fires. You could run out of gas sitting on the highway waiting to get out because you can't get out. And I'm guilty, like most people, of driving around having half a tank of gas in my car or a quarter tank of gas in my car. I'm not the person who's always got a tank full of gas, but I don't live in a big disaster zone. But I feel terrible for these people who had to deal with it. But ultimately, it's got to come down to your own ingenuity, your own resourcefulness, and your will to survive. And you have to do what you can. And that doesn't mean that anybody who died in the fire didn't want to live. I'm not saying that. It's just like the people who, who die of, of cancer and all that kind of stuff. There are people who will say, well, if they really wanted to live, no, that's not true. And there may be people who wanted to live during this fire who just didn't get out in time because they didn't think. But bottom line, you have to. And there's no one else to blame but you. Now, things can happen that you don't expect. Embers can come flying for a, a long distance and land on your roof. I get that. But if you live in a wooded area, you have to understand the dangers. My mom does. She and her husband are very, very aware of what goes on and that kind of thing. So I feel bad for the people who died, especially the firefighters who were just doing their jobs. You think they don't know what they're doing? They know what they're doing. Sometimes you get surrounded by the fire. Uh, things will fall on you. There was one guy killed apparently driving a bulldozer trying to, to create a fire line. We had a bunch of firefighters, remember that, a couple of years ago in Arizona who basically were cooked like baked potatoes in those... Uh, you know, foil sleeping bags that they put over themselves to try to survive when the fire went over the top of them. So it's devastating. And nobody's saying it's okay. It's awful. It's absolutely awful, no matter who dies. But ultimately, you have a responsibility, as much as the firefighters, to try to do the best you can to get out. And don't impede progress, and don't force other people to go looking for your pets. Now, if you're not home when the fire breaks out, I understand how panicked you would be trying to get to your home to get your pets out of there. I get that. But ultimately, you've got to do all you can and not expect people to go back and look for your cat and all these other things. Understand that thousands and thousands of people have been affected. And it's up to you to take control of the situation as much as you possibly can to ensure you have a chance at survival or at least give yourself the best possible chance. Not be waiting around so you can protect your stupid flat screen from looters. Really? Is that worth your life? I don't think so. I'm Heidi Harris. Join me weekday mornings, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. at 6.70 a.m. KMZQ in Las Vegas for my live radio show. And, of course, you can subscribe to this podcast at Heidi Harris Show on iTunes. Coming up on Wednesday, in case you missed my show last week, there was an interesting case where a police officer was not indicted for the in-custody death 
of a man who was arrested at one of the local casinos. And at the time, there was a lot of controversy about the fact that this man may have been choked to death by the police officer. Turned out that wasn't the case but the officer is not out of the woods yet. So last week, the president of the Police Protective Association joined me to discuss this. I'm gonna play that on Wednesday's podcast. So don't miss it. That's the Heidi Harris Show podcast. Pass it along, tell your friends about it, and be sure and tune in. Until we meet again on the air or in the podcast, remember, you were created for a purpose. Here's Tony Scott. Bye.